the laws of an error or a doubt when it comes to the bracha over wine. If you took a cup of beer or water, and he began to say, with the intention of concluding, but he erred and concluded, we don't make him go back. Because at the time that he mentioned God's name, which is the primary part of the bracha, he had the right intention. Some say that if he took a cup of beer or water and thought that it was wine and began his intention when he began the bracha was to conclude but then he realized that it's beer or water and so he concludes then he still fulfilled his obligation of the bracha how much more so if he had in his hand wine and he thought it's water and he began with the intention to say and then he realized and he made a hagafen she says fulfilled his obligation because even had he concluded he still would have fulfilled his obligation if someone took a cup of beer or water or and made the bracha and immediately he realized that he erred so, what exactly did he say? Then he still fulfilled his obligation. If others were also drinking, and there was wine before them, he also intended to drink the wine, thinking that in his cup was wine, and so he made a hagafen, and then he finds that in his cup is wine or water or beer. When he later goes and drinks wine, he doesn't need to make a new bracha. And he has fulfilled his obligation with the bracha that he already made on his cup, even though it was in error. Because his intention was to also drink other wine. Also, uh, the Others who are drinking there have uh, fulfilled obligation his behalf. And therefore his bracha is considered valid. All brachas, if you're not sure whether you made the bracha or not, we don't make you redo the bracha, whether it's a before bracha or an after bracha, except for benching, which is biblical, all others are rabbinic, and therefore we say Savak brachas hakel. One who eats less than a kazayis, what's the law? Someone who eats less than a kazayis, whether it's bread or any other food, and one who drinks less than revius, whether of wine or any other liquids, then you make the bracha before the food, afterwards you don't make a bracha at all. And some are doubtful and say that perhaps something that is the way it is, the way it was created, let's say it's just like a grape or um, a pomegranate seed. That you do make a bracha afterwards, even though there's no kazayas, because it's the complete amount. Therefore, should take care not to eat something that is a complete creation, if it contains less than a kazai. It says, It's only called the creation if you eat it the way it is. But if you took the seed out of it, it's not called a uh, creation. Continues. Some doubtful about the bracha 
after for wine, if you make it over a kazais, therefore you should take care either to drink less than a kazais or more than a revius. One who's tasting a food doesn't need to make a bracha until he reaches a revius. Even if he swallows it. If he does swallow it, he needs to make a bracha below patras at time. And our sage is only exempted one who is tasting only when he tastes it and then spits it out. Which, in which case, even for a lot of food, he wouldn't need bracha. Says the Ramah, and if it's a doubt whether to make a bracha or not, we are on the side of leniency and we don't make the bracha. The law of precedence when it comes to brachas over fruits. If you have before you many different kinds of fruits, if they have the same bracha, but there is one of the seven species amongst them, then you first do the one over the seven species. Even though you might not like it as much as the other species. But if there's not amongst them one of these seven kinds, then you first take the one you like most. If they don't have the same bracha, even if they have one of these seven kinds, uh, for example, you've got a radish and an olive, then you can take whichever one you prefer, uh, even if it's not the one that you like better. And some say that even in this case, you need to give precedence to the one you like. And what does it mean that you like it better? That means that the type that you generally like better, even if right now you desire the other type. If one of these species was more liked by him, whether they, they have the same bracha, whether they don't have the same bracha, whether they're one of the seven species, whether you don't have any of the seven species, you always take the one that you desire most right now. And if you don't prefer one over the other, if only then, if there's one of the seven species, then you make the bracha over that one first. Let's say you have before you something that's an ha'etz and something that's a ha'shakal. The ha'etz bracha comes first because it's more important in that it's more specific. Similarly, if you have a ha'adama shakal, then the ha'adama takes precedence. If you have a ha'etz and ha'adama, then you can choose whichever one you want to take first. And some say that the ha'etz takes precedence over the ha'adama because, again, it's more specific. Whatever comes first in the pasuk, uh, dealing with the seven species, it comes first when it comes to brachas. But the second time that it mentions eretz in the verse, that makes that interrupts the matter. And anything that's closest to the Eretz is more important, uh, even though it later in the Pasuk, since it's closer to the Eretz, it uh, takes precedence over those things that are further away from the first Eretz. It's only when you eat grapes as is, but if you made them into wine, which now has its own separate bracha, that's important and that takes precedence. But cooked foods from one of the five species, that takes precedence over wine. And anything that's closer to the 
first Eretz in the Pasuk takes precedence to something that's, has this, that's equidistant with it to the second Eretz because they both have the same distance to the Eretz. Hey, that which wheat and barley take precedence, it's only when you made from them a, a cooked dish or bread. But one who chews wheat that then or swallows wheat has the bracha of it doesn't take precedence over her eights. Hamoti comes before Mizenus, for Chol Shikhen the Shabrachas, and how much more so to any other Bracha. And even though the, the other food is more preferable to him. And all that, we say that one food takes precedence over another. That's only if he wants to partake of both of them. Therefore, he would have to first take the one that he prefers or the one that's more important. If he has no intent to eat of both of them, he only makes a bracha over the one that he wants to eat from. Even though the second one's also in front of him. And all this that we say about precedence, that's only in the first instance. But if he transgressed and first took the second one, Made the bracha for the second one. If the brachas are the same, then he fulfills his obligation. And he doesn't need to go make a new bracha over the one that he was meant to give precedence to. As long as he also had that one in mind for during his bracha. Let's say that he had in front of him a cooked food that was made of flour of spelt oats or rye. The gefen or He also had in front of him. Grapes or uh, figs or pomegranates. Since he makes over that cooked food, even though the latter group of fruits are of the seven species, and those ones are not of the seven species. Nevertheless, since it's important, because you make you can make bread out of it, and which would then have you make a hamotzi in bench. Kedemus, therefore, they take precedence. Even though you didn't make bread out of it. That the primary food exempts the secondary food. Any time you have a primary food with a secondary food, you make the bracha over the primary food, and that exempts the secondary food. Whether it's the initial bracha or the after bracha, not only if the primary is mixed with the secondary, even if they are separate on their own, and even bread, which is the most important, if it's secondary, like you're eating some salty fish and you're eating a little bread with it, in order that it shouldn't damage you in your throat, then you just make the bracha of the fish and exempt the bread since it's ancillary. Some say, if you like the secondary food, then you do make the bracha and then you make the bracha on the main food. That we make a bracha over the primary food and exempt the secondary food. That's when you're eating them together or you're eating the main food first. But if you're eating the secondary food first, for example, you want to drink and you want to eat first so that you don't, do not drink uh, on an empty stomach or an empty heart. Or you eat little sweet uh, pieces in order to make the drink 
a little sweeter. Then you make the bracha of the food first. Even though it's secondary to the drink, but you only make a shahakal since it's ancillary to something else. If you put spreads over little uh, pieces of bread, then those uh, flatbreads are ancillary to those um, delicacies that you're placing on top of them. You don't intend to eat the bread, you only intend to eat the food that's on top of it. One who has fulfilled his obligation uh, fulfills on behalf of others. For all fruits and other foods, except for bread and wine, if there were two or more diners, one can exempt his friend, even without uh, leaning. At least you need to sit together. And only bread and wine need reclining. And for us, sitting is like they're reclining. And therefore, for us, the less long hasaba that we don't recline, there's no difference between bread and wine and other foods. That when you're sitting down, even if it's for bread and wine, one person can make the bracha on behalf of everyone. But if you're not sitting down, also with all other foods, each person needs to make their own bracha. And that which we say that one person can make the bracha of everyone except for bread, that's for the initial bracha. But for an after bracha, for a baron of Oshis, they do need to separate, each person needs to make their own bracha because there's no zimon when it comes to fruit. Says the Ramah, and some say that in in all matters except for bread and wine, the reclining doesn't help. And the same thing would apply to sitting for us. Therefore, we're accustomed nowadays with fruits that each person makes their own individual bracha. You can only fulfill the obligation for a bracha for others if you are eating and drinking with them. And then they can fulfill their obligation by listening and having intent with his bracha, even if they don't respond respond amen. You can only fulfill your obligation for a bracha even if you answered Amen, but you can only fulfill if you heard the bracha from the beginning to the end. And you had in mind to fulfill your obligation. And the person making the bracha also had in mind to make the bracha on others' behalf. Every bracha needs to have Hashem's name and kingship. Any bracha that doesn't contain Hashem's name and kingship, ain't a bracha, is not a bracha. And if he skipped Hashem's name and kingship, he needs to remake the bracha. Even if he mentioned Hashem's name, and he mentioned Melech, but he didn't mention Ha'olam, and the God is the king of the universe, so he needs to redo his bracha. Because the word Melech alone does not constitute kingship, it needs to be Melech Ha'olam. Simon Reish tests of Anias Amen Achav Brachas responding Amen after the Brachas. Avoid Allah Sefim. Aleph, Ain Ona Amen Achav Brachasav. You don't answer Amen to your own Bracha. Achav Shtei Brachas, or Yosef Shem Sef Brachas, unless it's two or more Brachas, and then you can answer Amen to the end of the Brachas. Vagola Nos Amen Achar Yahalukhav Achar Yishabach, and we're accustomed, says the Machaber, to answer Amen after, at the end of Halal and at the end of Yishabach. Says the Ramav, Yeshem Shein Ona Amen Achav Brachas Bernir Shalayim. 
And some say that we only answer Amen after the bracha of Berni Rishlaim in benching. And that's how the minig is in these countries, and one shouldn't change. And in places that are accustomed to answer Amen after Halal and Yishtavach, should also say Amen after the bracha in Mariv between the Shema and the Shemena Esrei. Bays. If someone hears another Jew making a bracha, even though you didn't hear the entire bracha, and even though you're not obligated that bracha, you need to respond amen. But if the person making the bracha was a heretic or a Samaritan or a padla, or he was an adult and he changed the formula of the brachas. We don't respond amen. And we answer amen even to a Gentile if we heard the entire bracha from his mouth. This we don't answer amen to a child. That's only when he's learning the brachas from his teacher. Because we're allowed to teach children the brachas per their formula. But even though they are making a bracha in vain while they're learning. But when they're actually making real bracha, since they have an obligation to be educated, we have an obligation to educate them, so we do respond to Amen. Similarly, when a child recites the Haftarah in Shul. Anyone who makes a bracha that's unnecessary, he's taking the name of heaven in vain. It's like swearing in vain. It's forbidden to answer Amen after him. The laws of the bracha over spices. Even the laws of the bracha over smell. It's forbidden to derive any benefit from a good smell until you make a bracha before smelling. But you don't need to make a bracha after it. If what is producing smell is a tree or a uh, type of uh, something that comes from the tree. And the bracha is who, who creates the trees of incense. But if it's a grass, you make the bracha who creates the grasses of the incense. And if it's not something that comes from a tree or from the grass, like musk, then you make the bracha, the standard bracha, who creates the different types of incense. And if it was a fruit that was fitting to eat, you make the bracha, who gives, thank you Hashem, who gives a good smell into fruit. And this is talking about when you took it to smell it, or to eat it and to smell it. But if you took it to eat, and you had no intention to smell it, even though it does give off a good smell, you don't make a bracha. And for all of them, if any of these species, whether they come from trees or grass, you made a berimene you fulfilled your obligation. Therefore, any item that he's not sure which bracha to make, so make the berimene v'samim bracha. So, on certain nuts and fruits and anything, any kind of uh, spices that are that one would eat, then you make the bracha th- that you make over a fruit. Thank you, Hashem, who's given a good smell in fruit. Gimel. Alavered for a rose. Valakinamon shu'ud hindi. Or for cinnamon. Valmeavered. Or for rose water. Valhalvonavam matstich ibriyotabahan. 
or Asr Basamim. All of these things that come from the trees, you make a bracha thanking Hashem who creates the trees of the spices. Al Shemen of Arsamon, Shemen Arev. For persimmon oil, you make a bracha who creates a sweet oil. Hey, Shemen Zayz Shikshoy, Ochchonoy, Ashikhoza Rechoy Nodev. So olive oil that you pressed or ground up and until it brought a, a smell. Then you make the So if you took oil and then you scented it like for anointing oil, if it's with uh, tree spices, then you make the And if you use grass spices, then you make that bracha. If you had both in it, then you make the general bracha. And if you strained it and released the spices from it, some say that you make the bracha who creates the sweet oil. Some say you don't make a bracha over it at all. Because it's a smell that has no substance. It's better to avoid smelling it. Zion. So these various species you make an atzeb some similarization some say that refers to rosemary some say that refers to jasmine and some say it actually refers to a grass that has three rows of leaves one above the other and each row has three leaves so there we have another example of a grass product. So certain types of species depends where it grows. If it grows uh, in a field uh, versus if it grows in a garden, then that would determine which bracha we make. Let's say you had all three different types before you of the different kinds of brachas. Then you make separate brachas over each one. But if you made a mine besam over everything, you fulfilled your obligation. And if there is a order of precedence, see above. If they brought him a myrtle and oil to smell, if they had the same bracha, then you make the bracha over the myrtle and exempt the oil. If they're not the same, make the bracha over the myrtle first. So you can make the bracha over incense, meaning to say spices that you place on onto a fire on hot coals. Once you see the smoke uh, begin to come, even though you haven't yet made the smell hasn't reached you. But you shouldn't make a bracha before you start to see the smoke rise. You'd gimel hamugmar that incense If it's made of tree product and you make an atzeb sum if it's from grass then you make the isbib sum if you smell a mitzvah etrog then you make the bracha first some say don't make a bracha therefore it's better not to smell it says the Ramah some say that one who smells hot bread you should make a bracha Thanking Hashem who's given a good smell in bread. And some say that they, you don't make a bracha over it. Therefore, better not to smell it. If him, the laws of spices and incense. 
if you go into a store of spices that has all sorts of spices, then you make them. If you sat there all day, you suffice with the initial bracha, you don't make another bracha. If you came and left and came and left, then you need to make a bracha each time. That's only if you didn't intend to return. If you had in mind to return, you don't make a new bracha. We only make a bracha over smell if it was made to smell. Therefore, we don't make a bracha over spices that are placed near a corpse. It's only to take away the smell of the corpse. But those placed lower to the bed, uh, we do make a bracha over Shani Omer, for one says, They're made for the honor of those who are living. Similarly, we don't make a bracha over spices that are made for a restroom, nor for oil that's made to remove the smell. Gimel. Incense uh, that we use to um, give a good smell to utensils. We don't make a bracha over it. It's not made to smell the incense. It's only made to give a good smell to the vessels. Also, someone who smells utensils that have been spiced, uh, you don't make a bracha because that's not the main uh, purpose of those vessels. It's just a smell without the without the primary source of it. Uh, body sprays like colognes and perfumes you don't make a bracha over because that may bring to uh, inappropriate behavior hey uh, spices of a gentile we don't make a bracha over because we don't we're not allowed to smell idolatrous smells an idolatrous party we don't make a bracha over their spices because presumably they've made those spices for their idolatry let's say you're walking outside a city and you smell the good smell if most of the city are idolaters you don't make a bracha if most of the city is Jewish then you can make a bracha if two smells got mixed up, one that you do make a bracha, one that you don't make a bracha, then you follow the majority of that mixture.